Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Job is, to be honest with you. I have no idea what your job is. Well, I, I really I, I, don't. I can tell you what my job is. is push that red button. So yes, I can talk. talk. Yeah, I was radio. talking. I couldn't hear myself. And I'm like, is it my... I know that's how that works. So, sure. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. My goodness! All my right. back hurts. My eyes are itchy. It's horrible. And it's only Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes, it's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis on KNSTAM seven ninety two Sons, most stimulating talk. If only you knew what happened before the show and during. And anyway, <clears throat> when the mics are are off, it could be a whole other show. But again, we'd get sued and thrown in prison. So. Or paraded around the streets of Tucson. Can't really, that might maybe, 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 maybe. There are three things. Thank you. <laughs> there are three things that I think you need to know. Arizona teachers. Number one, Arizona teachers now calling for a strike vote. Oh yeah. Despite Doug Ducey saying I'll give you twenty percent, and even Republican lawmakers are like, we have no idea where he's getting money. All Ducey has said is revenues are good. We're going to take it from there. They're like, wait. What does, what does that mean? They have no idea. Anyway, they're calling for a strike vote, and they don't have a date yet, but they want a date, so we'll see what happens. Second thing that I think you need to know is this is unbelievable. A, uh, a Tucson woman, a nurse over at Banner UMC, finished second in the Boston Marathon. Sarah Sellers, four minutes behind the winner, Desiree Linden, who, by the way, first American woman to win the Boston uh, Boston Marathon, as my New York, Boston Marathon since 1985. This woman, Sarah Sellers, here in Tucson, her second marathon ever. That's it. And she's like second, finishes second in the Boston Marathon. This is incredible. It really is. Third thing, I think you need to know... Again, who knows if that blue wave is going to happen? I mean, the media keeps saying, but you don't believe the media. I don't believe the media and stuff like that. But the latest Washington Post ABC News poll had the Democrats up 12 in generic ballot. They had a 12-point lead. Now it's down to four. Oh. Oh, boy. 47-43. Three months ago, it was a 12-point lead, 51-39. to 39. Now it's 47-43. Oh, man. ay 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 Trump's approval, by the way, in the same, in ABC News, Washington Post poll, 44% among registered voters. It's not bad. Should be a lot higher, considering, again, 91% of the news stories are negative. It is what it is. All right, three things I think you need uh, to know. Maybe people have finally had enough, huh? You think they have? Um, you have that uh, Biden soundbite that we didn't get a chance to play yesterday. Uh, Joe Biden was talking with Al Sharpton. So, of course, I mean, it is so funny. Anybody who talks to Al Sharpton, everything's got to be about race. Can't talk about anything else. It's always got to be about race. I mean, because I'm sitting here thinking, all right, what's going on? I saw the, uh, there were polls yesterday that came out after the show was over about uh, the economy. And now more people are, are giving Trump credit for the great economy instead of Obama. I mean, it's about damn time. 
Um, I still think it's a bit biased. And, you know, some of it could be better, blah, blah, blah. Democrats, even 46% of Democrats said, uh, yet it, <clears throat> uh, it could be better. But yet it's, they're giving Trump credit, which is nice. Well, I'm glad they did nothing mm-hmm. to help this entire mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Well, the Democrats are in such disarray. And again, this is never covered in the media, in the, in the mainstream media, in the fake news media. Never, ever, ever covered. Um, the Dems don't have anybody. They have nobody in their bench. I mean, I, I think even the, even the whacked out media is like, this whole idea of Cory Booker or Kamala Harris is not going to work out well. Or maybe the Democrats are just like, all right, fine, let's just do it. We know no one's going to beat Trump in 2020 anyway. We'll throw up some of these nut jobs that all they do is divide and, and it's about race. And then maybe we'll get the Democratic Party back to what it kind of was, where it wasn't is as extreme. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe not. But everything's about race, and I think people are sick of it. And, you know, this is the old school Dems, too. I mean, look, yet Hillary, remember Hillary? When she was in India, she said Republicans don't want black people to have rights. Remember that? And now uh, Joe Biden, these two old white people, they know exactly what's going on, don't they? Joe Biden talking to Al Sharpton. Did you hear when he said this? They were talking about voting and stuff like that. Here we go. You realize just this past year, in 24 states... The administration's allies have, have, have introduced 60 pieces of legislation, or maybe 70 pieces of legislation, to curtail the franchise. Look, this is what these guys are all about, man. Yeah. These Republicans don't want working-class people voting. They don't want black folks voting. We don't want working-class people yeah. voting. <laughs> How do you think Trump got elected? <laughs> that, and that, by the way, that is the front-runner. The reason I play that, too, that is the front-runner right now. For the Dems, they're like pinning all of their hopes, all of their dreams, all of their everything on Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Yeah. Mr. (laughs) Remember we played this? I played this out by so many times. I've been talking to an uh, Indian American. He's like, hey, hey, look at this guy. Hey, can't go into a 7-Eleven without having a slight Indian accent. You know know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, yeah. (laughs) Joe Biden, yeah. Yeah. Oh, again, and I love when people like, you know, Joe Biden would be a good guy to go have a beer with. I don't buy that. Is he buying? Well, is he buying Biden? That's a very that's a very good point. If he's not buying Biden, I I ain't in. Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. Mm. I mean, so yeah, you know, can you get the Hillary one too? I mean, right there, they they don't want black people to vote. They don't they don't want working class people working class people to vote. What? Hillary crapped on the working class people. (laughs) She didn't go visit him in the state of Wisconsin. This is what happens. Oh man, I wonder which one is it? Is it is it the the women thing? Uh, it's women listen to their uh, to their husbands they, as to what happened. Hmm. Anyway, you know what she said. I, I guess I didn't label it exactly because it was so crazy. She said so much in that one particular soundbite that I was like, "Wow!" So you have that. With I mean, seriously, Joe Biden is the one they're pinning their hopes on. Joe Joe Biden. What? Politico had this story. The bigger issue is, oh, this is about Joe Biden. Trump would also provide cover for another often discussed Biden drawback. The overly familiar mannerisms that seem terribly out of place for the Me Too in the Me Too era. Because, you know, Biden's very handsy, right? He's very handsy. It says here, uh, because it even has Biden's handsiness barely registers. Uh Uh-huh. Next to Trump, whatever. The bigger issue is whether there's a place for him atop the Democratic Party that's taking shape after the ruinous 2016 election cycle. Huh? 
Biden? Biden? The new iteration is, is unsentimental and unforgiving, and Biden has more than a few conspicuous Senate votes that demand a reckoning in the Trump-era Democratic Party. One of them is the bankruptcy reform bill. He championed for years. It passed in 05. Political taint from that law favored by credit card companies, because that's where they are in his home state of Delaware. Uh, favored by credit card companies because it made it harder for consumers to get debt relief through bankruptcy. Show no signs of subsiding the left. It surfaced as a thorny issue. During Biden's vetting as Obama's running mate in 08, reappeared nearly a decade later to haunt Hillary during her Democratic primary campaign in 2016, blah, blah, blah. But Joe, Bra- Joe Biden is literally the front runner. The front runner in the Democratic Party right now. I wish you the best of luck. Who's a mess? They're a mess. Oh, you have that? You have that, uh, the Hillary? I mean, they, this is where people are. That's why the generic ballot is shrinking. The economy is doing better. It just goes on. And, and again, this is what Hillary is. I mean, this is the Democratic Party. Who wants to be a part of this unless you're an extremist? Here we go. If you look at the map of the United States, there's all that red in the middle where Trump won. I win the coasts. I win, you know, Illinois mm, and Minnesota, places like that. But what the map doesn't show you is that I won the places that represent two-thirds of America's gross domestic product. So I won the places that are optimistic, diverse, dynamic, moving forward. Mm. And his whole campaign, Make America Great Again, was looking backwards. You know, you didn't like black people getting rights. You don't like women, you know, getting jobs. You don't want to, you know, see that Indian American succeeding more than you are. Whatever your problem is. Your problem. I'm going to solve it. Wow. So there you go. I mean, who wants to deal with that crap? And I'm telling you, it's backfiring everywhere. I was watching at 3 a.m., watching Fox and Friends this morning, and there was a supervisor, Kristen something, forget her name. I got to find this video. This is absolutely incredible. Um, because it, And you heard, the, if you listen to the top of the hour news with Fox, I mean, the lead story is uh, in California, more and more cities are voting against the sanctuary state law. They're opting out. They're, they're wanting to join the federal lawsuit against California. Um, and Orange County City votes again. To opt. They voted not once, but twice. Twice. So... San Diego, the home of Ron Burgundy. I guess uh, they're, San Diego County, they're going to vote on this, or, or they, they're about to. They're going to vote against it as well. I believe there was a supervisor. She held up to the camera and said, these are the amount of emails I received. And it was probably maybe like uh, at most a quarter inch thick, probably even less than that. Uh, she had all the pieces of paper, she printed them out, and she goes, these are the people that want us to stay with the law. And then she puts it, then she goes, look at the amount of emails I got from people saying they're against it. And it was probably a good seven or eight inches thick. You never hear about that stuff. And is this, have we finally hit the tipping point where we're like, you know what? We got to get rid of this crazy. Like enough is enough. This is just, this is insane. We got to get back to normal American thinking, not Republican, not Democrat. Because listen, a lot of these people aren't Republican. Democrats did believe in law and order. We played that Bill Clinton soundbite from the State of the Union back in 95 when he was tearing into illegal immigration and the dangers of it. Hillary did the same thing in 03. She, she did all that. And then they go crazy. They crapped on American workers. And what they do? They wanted to replace American workers 
because they didn't think they'd ever vote Republican again until Trump came along. They were right. Uh, and they said, uh, we'll just we'll just have to you know, what? we're going to we're going to really win this for decades to come. We're going to have American uh, middle class because there's no way they're voting Republican. And we'll go for the uh, Hispanic and illegal and get them amnesty. And we're going to yeah, we're going to use that. We're going to have so many, so many. So, yeah, the San Diego County Board of Supervisors is going to decide today whether to join the administration's lawsuit or not. I got to find that um, video and put it up on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis radio like it and follow it um and by the way this is what's crazy so orange county in orange county see los alamitos voted again four to one to opt out of the sanctuary state law and again second time they've done it this is hilarious (laughs) second time they did it uh one councilman voted against it he said they had no legal authority to approve the ordinance Criticized his other council members being irresponsible, blah, blah, blah. Right after the vote, the American Civil Liberties Union. They got to, you know, they, they, there has to be another. This must be the Amnesty Civil Liberties Union now. Uh, the ACLU tweeted that the ordinance is a blatant violation of the city's obligation to follow a state law that puts our local resources to use for the safety of our communities rather than toward federal immigration agencies. So they're standing up for illegal aliens. <clears throat> and I told you yesterday there's like 142 uh, gang members. Uh, that sanctuary cities protected. They would not turn them over to ICE uh, so far. Uh, was it last year or whatever it was? Uh, that's what Homeland Security came out with a report. I mean, this is just incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. And I have more stories about this, as a matter of fact, um, that we'll get to. Like Al- Albuquerque. Did you hear what Albuquerque did? We'll get that coming back. Albuquerque decided to go full Tucson and, and even more. They went like full California themselves. You got to hear their little statement they put out because they are now an amnesty city. Uh, you might want to cross Albuquerque off the vacation list just in case you were thinking about it. We will continue. We'll get to that. Uh, Seven ten this morning, an American couple has a child and they refuse to tell anyone if it's a boy or a girl. These wackadoos. And wait till you hear why. Wait till you hear why. We'll get to that as well. Don't go anywhere. KNST AM seven ninety two sounds most. Stimulating talk. Talk. Don't mess with me and stuff and things. Uh, yeah, 65 out now, 77 and sunny. Why am I yelling over this? I'm yelling. I don't want to yell. You and your chubby fingers. 77 right now. Uh, 77 for the high, excuse me, and sunny. 65 now. We'll be back up into the mid-80s tomorrow and Thursday and in the mid-70s Friday. So uh, the nice weather continues. Looks like 90s all next week. We'll see if that changes, and it usually does. Um, so Albuquerque, the city of Albuquerque, has said, um, illegals, you are welcome. Yes, they actually passed a measure. I love when they say this. They passed measures. Measures that make it difficult, well, make it impossible, really, um, for feds to go get anybody that's uh, an illegal alien that they want unless they have a warrant to do it. Even though they know the person is here illegally and they go, all right, put them on a detainer. We want to pick the person up, he or she, whatever. Nope. Um, They made it very difficult for the feds to deport illegal aliens. Albuquerque City Council, controlled by Democrats, this is from from Reuters, voted 6-3 in support of a measure that prevents the feds, ICE, from entering the city-operated areas without a warrant. So they literally, I mean, think about this. Albuquerque just said, we are more welcoming to illegal aliens than we are... 
ICE agents. That's how messed up this is. Yeah. Uh, The council also prohibited city workers, including police officers, from collecting information on residents' immigration status and banned the city from spending on federal immigration law enforcement. Wow. Yeah. So people went and spoke. And, you know, apparently one person, according to the Albuquerque Journal, said this is not an issue of racism. Every one of you took an oath when you took the office to protect the laws and the Constitution. This is not a matter of being cool. It's a matter of doing what's right. And, of course, they didn't care because they're crazy. Uh, Officials, I love this. Officials said these initiatives were designed to make New Mexico's largest city, of course, Albuquerque, immigrant-friendly, as nearly half the population of the state is Hispanic or Latino. So if it's already that way, is it not immigrant-friendly? And I bet you those people are here legally, like, what an insult for them to basically say we don't see a difference between a legal person and an illegal person. And, and why Why all of a sudden if you're Hispanic you have to be for illegal immigration? It's just, talk about stereotyping, everything. It's just, it's not good. And then this is the best. The council approved a resolution. Better than Tucson's. They claim Albuquerque is a, quote, safe place for immigrants from all countries, as well as for war refugees, people of color, Muslims, Jews, LGBTQ people and people with disabilities. They have a thing against Christians? Yeah. I think so. So there you go. Safe place for all those people. It really does make me ashamed. Mm -hmm. I know. Makes me ashamed. Listen, I'm a Jew. I don't go to Albuquerque now. Not like I wanted to before. But anyway. That's where the isotopes are from. Exactly, and I don't like isotopes. I'm a big, big, I'm not a fan of isotopes. I don't like the isotopes or the artsy-fartsy crap that's there. So there you go. There you have it. (laughs) Well, they keep saying immigrant, and I'm like, I love immigrants. When they wait in line, they pay their dues. Like my neighbors around the corner, they're immigrants from Germany. They just bought their, they they paid for their uh, Mm -hmm. uh, green card status Mm -hmm. uh, a few uh, months ago. There you go. And I bet you they'd be pissed. They are. people that cut the line. Oh, they are. Oh, there you go. Because we talk about it on occasion, and man... Not Ooh. good. No. Not good. Uh, so you want an example of how we can uh, get teachers more money and stuff like that? You know what teachers should be saying here in Arizona? You know what they should be saying to bring costs down? Oh, I have it for you. They're never going to say it, but I have an example of it. You got to hear this. Again, as Arizona teachers get ready to, well, they already called for a strike date. We'll get to this coming up in about five. And then, uh, of course, we'll, I'll couple that with a story about the feds wasting a million dollars to study something that is absolutely stupid. We'll get to that right now on KNST Talks. You know, it's not you, uh, you need to pee, it's you need to eat the pee. That's where you get the vitamins from, you eat the pee. I, I agree. But it was a joke. And then he didn't eat the pee. Did he, uh, did he throw the shrimp in his hat? Because that makes me mad because you wasted shrimp. Like I know. They usually threw shrimp tails. Usually it's shrimp tails. Is it? Oh, okay. Okay. I've seen the whole shrimp, and I was like, hey, 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 I paid $4 for that. Oh, my God. Get me a new one. No, it's, it's usually the, uh, they, they, then they throw the shrimp and have you catch it in your mouth. And he actually closed, my son, he, he tried one time and he totally <laughs> missed. And he's like, close your eyes. And he like took it and he whipped it in his mouth. <laughs> I, I'm like, how are you not going to hit him in the face with that? But he did it. And my son's like, I caught it. I'm like, yeah, you did. <laughs> it's a skill. He's yeah, learning. It is. All right, 643, three things 
I think you need. Surprised you're not raising them vegan. You feeding them steak. Shut your mouth when you talk to me. (laughs) Arizona teachers are calling for a strike vote. That's the first thing I think you need to know. They want it to happen. I guess they don't trust Ducey. They want more than just a twenty percent raise, and nobody's been told where the money's coming from. Uh, They want uh, everybody else that works at the school, the lunch lady, the janitors, everybody to get a raise. So there you have it. Is that a bit much, by the way? Are they just trying a bit? Anyway, uh, second thing that I think you need to know, a Tucson woman has shocked the world, shocked the world to finish second in the Boston Marathon. Sarah Sellers is her name. Sarah Sellers. And it's it's her second marathon ever. And she finished just four minutes behind the winner. That's unbelievable. She's a nurse at UMC Banner. Or Banner UMC, excuse me. Uh, Third thing that I think you need to know is that the Democrats are down to a four-point lead in the generic ballot over Republicans. Three months ago, it was 12. Now it's down to four. Ooh, baby. Blue wave? Huh? Maybe not. Three things I think you need to know. Um... So uh, we have this uh, story about a study, and this is really, uh, this is really incredible stuff. Um, a study, I want to start with this. No, no, actually, let's go back to the other story. Let's go back because we brought up the teachers. Uh, the teachers, they, they want to go on strike. They want to date because I didn't hear anything, by the way, about the support staff. Now they're like, we need more. We need more than just the 20% we originally asked for. And you can sit back and say, where's the money? All I hear from people is, where's the money? Lottery. Where's the lottery money? Where's this money? Where's that money? You know what nobody ever brings up? You ever think that a lot of the extra costs that maybe would go to school supplies and everything else? I mean, they get money from the feds. Is it harder for teachers to do stuff? They have to buy all this extra stuff because we have a whole bunch of illegal aliens in the classes? Any, I mean, just, I mean, Arizona, we have a bunch of illegals. I remember when SB 1070 came out. Half the Sunnyside School District disappeared right after it was enacted. I have a buddy whose wife is a teacher in the Amphi School District. And she went from, uh, in an elementary school, I think she had like uh, 28 kids in the class. And the next year, she was down to 12. And she she said it's so much better because those poor kids, the other ones, and you say the poor kids, there was no listening. They didn't know the language. They held other kids back. There was no parents or any adult that would come in and and, uh, for parent-teacher night. Nothing. Made the, the job very difficult for the teachers. Now it's like a dream. So remember the, the meatpacking plant in Tennessee we talked about it last week that was raided? It was raided. There were like 97 people arrested. It was like 87 illegals and blah, 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 blah. Um, so there's a story from CNN about this. ICE raided a meatpacking plant. More than 500 kids missed school the next day. More than 500 kids it's in Tennessee. And of course, the teachers were heartbroken. I mean, I don't if they actually like the kids, they know the kids, of course it's going to be tough. But maybe a lot of the money is going uh, to students that aren't here legally. Their parents don't pay into the system. I mean, I told you about that teacher that I saw at the beer club, and he said that he ran out of copy paper and toner last week. The school did. They copy paper. They have a month left at school. It's a TUSD school. And there's no more copy paper or toner. They, an email went around and said, if you need to make copies, you need to get permission from the principal. How many more supplies would we have? Because teachers say, we don't have enough supplies. The books, the this, the that. 
we've talked about FAIR, Federation for American Immigration Reform. And the amount of money that is spent on education for illegal aliens. I mean, remember, overall, between education, incarceration, uh, government benefits, blah, 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 it costs taxpayers $135 billion a year. And the illegals pay in, I believe it's $19 billion. Oh, they pay taxes. So it's a net loss for American taxpayers of $116 billion every year. You don't think that, and I know it's not all education, but a good chunk of that is education. You don't think it would make a difference if we crack down on our, edu- our, our immigration laws? We actually enforce the laws and crack down on illegal immigration? It says here more than 500 students stayed home from school the next day out in Tennessee. Now, a week later, most are back in class. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, federal agents arrested 97 immigrants that day at that meatpacking plant in Tennessee, which, by the way, the owners were paying these illegals less than they should have. They were treating them like, uh, I don't want to say slaves, but they were not treating them well. It was slave wages, a lot of pressure, all this other stuff. I mean, it wasn't good. And that's another thing. Some of these illegal aliens, they get exploited. So, it says here, uh, as rumors flew and fear mounted about what happened at the plant, activists said, uh, say local teachers stepped in to help. They rode buses with students that afternoon. Don't you just love that? Um, a youth ministry coordinator at a church nearby uh, was, was part of that as well. Uh, anyway, 530 students didn't come into class. The superintendent said it's about 5% of the district's roughly 10,000 students. Do the math. Do the math. I mean, it's just crazy. And I'm looking at these pictures at CNN. They have pictures of uh, a prayer vigil. Esmeralda Bautista holds a photo of her brother, Luis Bautista Martinez, detained in the ice raid. Dude's here illegally. Taking jobs that Americans can do. If you pay them enough, they'll do it. If I, listen, it's got to be tough. Meatpacking plant, it's not easy. It's difficult work. Um, it's, it's, I mean, nobody wants to go kill animals. We love eating steak. You want to go kill that cow? You know what? If I lost this job and I needed a job to feed my family, the cow's going down. It's just it's with the bread for. It's just it is what it is. So I don't like this. I don't like it at all, but that's, that's just something I thought of after seeing that story. If we crack down illegal immigration here in Arizona, how much more money would there be to pay teachers, to pay staff, to get more supplies, that kind of stuff? 650, nobody else is talking about that, and teachers don't want that, and schools don't want that, though, because the more butts in seats, they get more money from the federal government, so it's just a sick cycle. Uh, still not enough, but it's a sick cycle. Uh, we'll continue. It's uh, it's we'll get to this study. You're paying a million bucks to do a study. You're going to say, why are we paying for that? What are we doing? What is going on here? So we'll get to that. Uh, it is coming up. It is your morning ritual with me, Gary Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are works relief. 
Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeart Radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 707 on this Tuesday, April 17th. What is happening? It is your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. I think I need to add something. The three things. I got to replace something. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, yes, you heard it. Arizona teachers want a date to strike. 20% raise not good enough. It's just for them. They want more money for supplies and books. And funding and more money for other people that aren't teachers to get paid as well. So they want to strike. We'll see what date they choose. Second thing that I think you need to know. uh, There is going to be a debate. CD2. The McSally seat that will be vacated. CD2 debate. Republicans. I'll be moderating it. It's going to be May 1st. May 1st. And you have to register. There's only 100 seats available. Pima County Tea Party Patriots.com. Pima County Tea Party Patriots.com. Um, there will be uh, three of the five people that I believe uh, that said um, we are going to, we, we're running. It's not just Leah Marquez Peterson who doesn't know what a what chain migration is. The big news also is that uh, Leah Marquez Peterson is Martha McSilent Jr. She declined the debate. She declined the debate. So she's going to stay quiet just like Martha. Hope you remember that. I hope you remember that. Uh, Brandon Martin, Danny Morales, and Marilyn Wiles will be there. Leah Marquez-Peterson will not. I believe she's being coached by the McSally camp, which is the McCain camp, which is the establishment camp, which is why uh, she should not she should not get your vote. That's what I think. Anyway, third thing. I will have more on that. Third thing I think you need to know uh, is that uh, the Democrats are down to a four-point lead in the generic ballots. Oh, baby. They were at 12. They had a 12-point lead three months ago. Now it's down to four. But wait, everybody hates Trump, and everybody hates Republicans and Trump. Well, we, we don't like Republicans, but anyway, they don't like it. Well, now it's down to four points. Oh, man. Not good. That is, uh, that is from the Washington Post ABC News poll. Three things I think you need to know. We'll get into the Leah Marquez-Peterson thing in a little bit. Uh, we have that old soundbite, right? We, you, you, you scoped that one out. We, we don't have to get it right now. Where she denied that she knew what uh, chain migration was. Because she's an open borders person. She's Chamber of Commerce. She's cheap labor. Anyway, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, however, with this story about the uh, million dollars going to a uh, some researcher at the University of Washington who's uh, studying three-year-old non-binary children... Yes, transgender. Yeah, this is crazy, isn't it? I mean, this is just this is just nuts. Uh, however, it gets even better. Oh yeah, it does. It gets even better. Um, there's a Utah couple that had a child, and they they didn't want to tell anybody, 
if it's a boy or a girl. Now, can you imagine that? We don't want to tell people. Why would you not want to tell people if it's a boy or a girl? People have parties. People need to know what to buy, things like that. These people are the weirdest of the weird, are they not? You know it's true. They are the weirdest of the weird. A Utah couple, Kyle and Brent Meyer. Imagine if, I mean, they don't even tell the the grandparents. Maybe they're all wackadoo like that. Kyle and Brent Meyer are part of something called the Gender Creative Parenting Movement. By the way, this kid is two years old already. Two years old. Maybe they shouldn't identify as a kid. Maybe they should just call it an adult. Why not, right? Do you want to say it's a boy or a girl? Why do you have to say it's a kid or a toddler or whatever? The Gender Creative Parenting Movement. Strange. They've decided to raise their toddler. They named their toddler Zoomer, by the way, so you definitely don't know what the child is. Z-O-O-M-E-R. Child has long hair. You know, sometimes you mistake a boy with long hair for a girl and they're, you know, a I year, two years old. Yeah, it happens. I got yelled at about it, too. Dude, there was a kid that was like eight, and I was like, oh, it's a girl. No, nope, it's a boy. Whoops. Uh, anyway, Zoomer is the child's name. Uh, they don't want to tell anybody if Zoomer is a boy or a girl. Still at the age of two, Zoomer is a toddler. Uh, why are they doing this? A bunch of reasons. One, um, they want to raise the toddler in an environment where the pressures of gender stereotypes don't exist. Those are the pressures? Wow. Pre- of gender. You know, we just don't want them to have the pressure of a gender stereotype. What are they going to do when they're actually given an assignment at work or school? What about that pressure? The pressure to make rent, make the mortgage payment. What about that? Oh, the pressure of a gen- What pressure is there of a gender stereotype? Well, you know, what if he doesn't want to do what boys do? Fine, he does what he does, or she does what she does. Who cares? They have an Instagram page, Raising Zoomer. Raising Zoomer. They put a picture of Zoomer. Can you tell if Zoomer's a boy or a girl? I can't. It's, I mean. I don't know. It's a poor kid. We've gotten lots of new followers, they wrote, and we just wanted to take a moment and say thanks, y'all, for being so nice. If we could buy you each an ice cream cone, we sure would, because Zoomer is eating an ice cream cone. Zoomer. Uh, no, look, come around here. Come around here, Ryan. Look, 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 at the, look at the picture of Zoomer of this particular. It's a different website than the one I put in the prep. I'll put that on, on my page of Facebook. I can't tell what it is. Poor kid. Anyway, um, boy. they made the conscious decision not to tell anyone if Zoomer, who they call Z for short, is biologically a girl or a boy. Uh, to get around, apparently, here, limiting prepositions, Kyle and Brent have come up with a great solution. They call Zoomer their cute little two-year-old, quote, they buy, T-H-E-Y-B-Y. They buy. They buy. Not our son, not our daughter. They buy. I don't even know what the hell this crap is. Baby. That's not even a word. They be. Maybe. Maybe it is they be. There, there you go. They be. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't even. What? There's not two Zoomers. There's one. Oh, here we go. Other than the immediate family, the parents said they don't disclose their sex to people who don't need to know. Can you imagine? If you're this kid's grandparent and you got to explain this crap to people, again, unless you know it, whatever. 
So the original picture of Zoomer from a couple of years ago, a baby picture, these, uh, these knuckleheads put it on um, Instagram, raising a Zoomer. They wrote, Brent and I, I guess it was the wife, Brent and I became the parents of Zoomer Coyote. Zoomer Coyote. Two years ago, every day we thank our lucky stars <clears throat> that Z is so healthy and happy and full of wonder. You know, so is my five-year-old and so is my eight-and-a-half-month-old. And uh, they're clearly boys. We're grateful for our incredible network of family and friends who made parenting easier and gender creative parenting such a breeze. Such gender creative parenting. Dude, I, I don't know. I don't, I, okay, it gets even better. Um, the mom, Kyle, explains in her blog, Raising Zoomer, quote, the sex does not tell us anything about the child's personality, temperament, favorite color, dietary preferences, sense of humor, attitudes toward climate change, or any other, any of their unique traits, of their, any, or any of their other unique traits. Just like the fact they have two arms doesn't tell us anything about them except they have two arms. I mean, these people are just overly sensitive. No joke. But don't you love how they also threw in climate change? So they don't want to tell you if it's a boy or a girl because, you know, if they reveal if it's a boy or a girl, it, it says nothing about the personality of the kid, the temperament, favorite color, dietary preferences, sense of humor, attitudes toward climate change. I mean, oh, let's just throw it all away at this point. Climate change. I don't believe two-year-old Zoomer knows what climate change is. Oh, my goodness. Is this not, I mean, they could do what they want. Is this not some kind of abuse, though? <clears throat> and now that they're abusing the child, but they're setting this kid up to be the butt of jokes as this child grows up. They really are. They're putting their kid in a position to get made fun of, to be bullied. And you know what? It happens. And don't think, well, that's the thing, you people that you just don't think the transgender thing, you know, is, is there or whatever, you bullies. No. You know, you know who are bullies? That David Hogg's a freaking bully. Those uh, anti-gun Parkland teens, they're bullies. They don't want to hear what anybody else says, and they mock everybody else that disagrees with them. They're bullies. And you know what? It's okay. You want to be a bully? You be a bully. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? You don't want gender stereotypes? I don't want to tell them what they should or shouldn't be. Cool. You want to be a bully? I'm not going to tell you should or you shouldn't. How about that? You ready for this? Zoomer, she writes in her blog, the mom... Zoomer will most likely choose a gender by the time they are three or four. You think a three or four-year-old even knows what's going on? Any idea? Well, with the internet nowadays, kids are pretty advanced. <laughs> three or four. Three or four. We simply don't believe that it's our decision to make on their behalf. It was made... By God. In the womb. Yes. A long time ago. <laughs> I mean, this is sick. It's sick. My son, I'll say it again, he's got a crush on his uh, on his one of his daycare teachers. This daycare teacher loves Captain America. I've told this story. Yesterday, you know my son wanted to wear to school? It's going to be 89 degrees outside. He made my wife put him in a Captain America t-shirt <laughs> with his Captain America zip-up sweatshirt. Like a, like a, like a little jacket, like a, you know, zip up. You see it, Captain America, Captain America. 
And I said, oh, did your teacher like Captain America? Oh, yeah. She said she could stare at Captain America all day long. I said, does that mean like she could stare at you? Oh, yeah. I said, really? Yo, just be careful. Oh, stop it. Shut up. I'm just saying, don't buy the Captain America underoos, because then he'll want to show her. <laughs> hey, look at my underoos. Look at my Captain America here. Huh? Look at this shield. So, so he did that, and I was like, okay. Uh, and he knows he's a boy and she's a girl. And you know what he said? He said, uh, you know, it's 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 just like uh, she's my wife. And I'm like, what? 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 This is what my son is doing. So anyway, back to Zoomer. Zoomer, that they refer to as they, will make Zoomer, will choose their own sex when they want. Again, if I looked at my kid, when my kid was three or four, and said, what do you want to be? What, what are you? Are you a boy or are you a girl? He would, you don't know. His parents, we teach. Anyway, uh, this whacked out chick, because she, listen, she's whacked out of her mind. She writes, by not revealing their sex and by treating them in a gender-creative way, Z will have the freedom to explore and create their own identity outside of the restrictions and expectations of traditional gender norms. Why don't you let the kid grow up and figure out what the hell he is or she is at that particular time? These these people are sick. We'll have more coming up. 880-KNSC, 880-5678. It really is crazy, isn't it? It really is crazy. Would this make uh, the kid androgynous? No, they're gonna. The kid will pick whatever the kid wants to be, I guess. But I, I don't know. It's it's just crazy. It really is insane that people think this is okay, and then they could choose to do whatever they want with their own kid. I get it. I'm just saying the government shouldn't step in. I'm just saying that kid is gonna have a rough childhood growing up, thanks to what their parents are doing, which I think is just really a shame. We're back in five. Stay with us. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. That's because you're a geek, right? And you notice those things. 728. But it's okay. I don't. But sir, it's all right. Don't look at me that way. Facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Like Don't make you bite your head off. Thank you. I put that story up there that we're talking about, about this uh, Zoomer child. 64 out now. Going to be sunny in 77 today, mid-80s tomorrow and Thursday, as of now. Uh, I mean, these. I, get, I think that besides the fact this is just terrible what they're doing to this kid, uh, and they're, trying to, they're like trying to fight back against the system. This is like, it's like a modern-day hippie in that aspect. You know, this story, and I, I put this one up, is from unilad.co.uk. This is the one I put up on my Facebook page, and I tweeted it out as well, at Garrett Lewis on Twitter. Um, they, marketers, they write, marketers of children's clothes and toys have finally wised up to the fact that they have a big part to play in children's perception of what makes them them. You know, I, I have, a, again, a five-year-old, and... He, on, on, he watches some Disney Junior, and there's a chick cartoon, Vampirina. You know what he's never asked? He likes it. You know what he's never asked for? A Vampirina playset or something like that. He still wants cars and guns. You want to know why? It comes, it, it's natural to him. Nerf guns. Nerf guns. Yes, I know. It's natural. My kids had, had the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it's these people are crazy. Um. 
Now, this is something also I've never understood with parents. Again, kids just don't know. Their brains are mushed till they're, what, 20? You have to shape their mind. You have to teach them. You have to tell them things. The parents actually let Zoomer pick out all their own clothes. It's there for Zoomer, the baby. All their own clothes every day. So Zoomer gets to pick out, as a two-year-old, what Zoomer wants to wear. Oh, yeah. Um... She said that, and by the way, she's doing TED Talks now. TED Talks. In an Instagram post, she honored her child's pioneering spirit, saying, you like to pick out your own outfits. Today you chose a black and blue, the secret life of pets shirt, that our Instagram friends, Braden and Casper, gave you for Christmas, and some hand-me-down hot pink pants with stars on them. You chose one purple stripey sock and one pink stripey sock, and some glittery leopard paint or print boots. You got style, kid. Yeah, and then what do you want to eat? Do you want do you want to eat ice cream for for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner? Yes. I would say yes. Yeah. I love this uh Zoomer. She put a picture of Zoomer at 18 months. Looks like a girl cuz the hair is in braids. Why do they why would they put the hair in braids? That's what girls do, right? And cuz you know why? Cuz man buns are stupid. Anyway. Um it says here when I lay you down to bed, to go to bed, you stick your leg in the air until I rub it. When we're sitting on the couch, watch TV, your foot, little foot creeps up to my tummy, and you look at me like, whenever you're ready, so I massage your little toes. All this, so the kid likes foot massages. I'm so lucky to be your mom. Blah, 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 blah. All this stuff, this is like, I don't know. It just seems to be insane to me. Developmental psychologists and sociologists have long worried about the damaging effects of gender stereotyping on children. Surrounded as they are by messages telling them girls should behave one way and boys another. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. But, I mean, just to rob the child, to not tell them there's a difference between a boy or a girl is insane. And again, the fact that they're doing it and they work in climate change is like my favorite thing in this story. Now, again, they can do whatever they want. Crazy is crazy. I just think it's terrible. But that's my thing. Um, I just love, again... The sex doesn't tell us anything about the child's personality, temperament, favor color, dietary preferences, sense of humor, attitudes toward climate change, or any of their other unique traits. So good. Bethany, welcome to KNST. Hi. Hey, Garrett. How are you All this right. morning? All right. What's happening? Oh, man. I, I, I would be afraid. I was born in the 60s, and I, I used to love playing with Tonka trucks and stuff like that. What would they do to me now? Would they you know, change my sex or you know what? I'd Maybe they, they'd actually let you do whatever you want to do, which apparently already <laughs> happened. It already happened. And you, 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 you know that you're a female, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. As soon yeah. as puberty hit, I knew I was female. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So that's the thing. I mean, you did this. I, my wife has a picture. Again, my wife has, has become a girly girl, which is funny because when she was growing up, well, three, four years old, she was a tomboy that my mother-in-law has a picture of her where they put her in a dress that her grandmother made, and she has this unbelievable frown, right? This unbelievable frown on her face, and she's right. sitting there with her legs spread, this little dress, like mm, like a grump face, because she didn't want to be put in a dress. And you know, no, back then, I was, it's crazy. I was the biggest tomboy. I, I, I feel her pain. Yeah, and now, what does she want to do? She wants to buy everything that she sees that she's, a, that you know, fashion, 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 fashion. So it's just, it's like, come on, just... Everything will happen the way it's supposed to happen. And just let it go. Yep. But these, these people are nuts, man. They're just nuts. Yeah, right. that's crazy. Yeah, it is. Bethany, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. 734, we'll do more on that study also about the million dollars for...
transgender children and crap like that. We'll we'll do that coming up. Uh, there's more that we have to get to as well, though. You hear what going, what happened? What happened at Starbucks? Uh, apparently, two black guys were told they had to leave. They wouldn't leave. Cops were brought in. They were arrested. Now everybody thinks, or some people think, Starbucks is racist. This is insane. I'll tell you what happened in the story, and you can decide if if it was right or wrong. And then you know, Starbucks is really out of all companies that are racist. Starbucks, the mob mentality, the problem in this country. We'll continue in five. Here's Fox. Seven forty-two. Three things I think you need to know. Number one. Arizona teachers, they want to strike. They want a date. They're going to vote for a date to strike. Second thing I think you need to know, Leah Marquez-Peterson doing her best Martha McSally impersonation, turning down the request to be part of a GOP debate for CD2 candidates. Three other candidates have said, yes, I'm moderating. It's going to be on May 1st. Uh, you can get details. And yeah, There's only 100 seats. You have to get, you have to get tickets online. Very, very, very important. You got to go online. Um, and it is uh, Pima County Tea Party Patriots.com is the website. Leah Marquez Peterson, again, uh, being silent like Martha. Do you want that for a representative again? Third thing, I think you need to know the Democrats, they are down to a four point lead in the generic ballot. It was 12 three months ago, now down to four in the Washington Post ABC News poll. Three things I think you need to know. So there was this story that I, I happened to see, uh, and it's about Starbucks. If you heard what happened to Starbucks, I wanted before I talked about it, I wanted to make sure that that the facts kind of came out. I could I'm trying to remember. Have you ever gone to a Starbucks and they wouldn't let you use the bathroom? I mean, I here in town, I've had no problem. If you have to go, you have to go. And I haven't seen them stop anybody. But I believe I was either in New York City or San Francisco and tried to use it or somewhere, and they said it's for employees only. Sorry. Might have even been here. I'm t- there was a Starbucks where I said, I need to use the restroom. And they said, sorry, it's only for employees. It's like, that. okay, whatever. I didn't get, you know, I Starbucks, but I didn't cause a scene. There's no reason to cause it. It's their business, right? It's their business. So there was uh, an incident in Philadelphia. Two black men were arrested at a Starbucks. Why were they arrested? What's going on? Nobody really knows. Nobody really knows. Um, It's just, it's one of those weird, weird, weird situations. I read one thing where these uh, these two black men were in the Starbucks, right? They were there, and they wanted to use the bathroom, and they said, no, you can't use the bathroom unless you buy something, and they didn't want to buy anything, I guess. And six police officers were called in, and they hauled them off. The Starbucks manager called the police, they wouldn't leave. The cops said he got to go. They wouldn't leave, so they were arrested. And, of course, people were freaking out. Oh, my God, they're not doing anything. What's going on? They're not doing anything. That's the problem. They weren't being a customer. That, I, that's why I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, now, even the, the Phoenix, I'm sorry, the Philadelphia police chief would, would talk about this, and he, even he was like, no, I don't think anything was bad here. I don't think anything was bad. So I don't know what's going on. Then all of a sudden I saw a story where these uh, these two men through their lawyers said we, they were waiting for someone. And they told people, we're waiting for someone. Still not a customer. I don't know. I don't know. All you have to do is buy some gum, bottle of water. Yeah. And then you're a customer. Then you can hang out, wait mm-hmm. for your friend to show up. 
At least two cell phone videos captured the tense moment when at least six Philadelphia police officers stood over two seated black men asking them to leave. One officer said the men were not complying and were being arrested for trespassing. Now, I don't know what the deal is if Starbucks has a, again, if they have some kind of a policy across the country or if different cities have different laws and things like that. Um, however, however, uh, if people are buying your product, do you have to let them sit there? Do you have to let them do stuff? Uh, we, we heard from a barista at a Starbucks here in town that said there was a guy on the internet. He was on his computer for what was it? How many hours? Like seven, eight hours, seven or eight hours sitting in the Starbucks. Didn't buy one thing. Sat at the table. They asked him to buy something. Dude flipped out. Flip, you want me to buy something? He used the Wi-Fi. He said to use their facilities to do work, right? To do work. And then what happened after that? He took a picture of people there, tried to try to blast them on the internet. Every these people are mean. They're this. They're that. I I don't get it. I don't get it. I do. It's called narcissism. I mean, they expect to be, have everything handed to them for free or use what you have at no cost. Yeah, I get it. I, I any business, now, dude. Now, any right? business. Now, here's, here's, here's the thing. Um, and I'm getting texts from my buddies. Yeah, restrooms are for customers only. I've, I've seen that. I've seen that. Now, here's the thing. This is Starbucks, man. And we'll talk about this. And I, wanna, I wasn't sure what was going on. And this will be a whole big thing. Um, this is Starbucks. Of course, Starbucks is apologizing like there's no tomorrow. Uh, here, here's the original story. The Philadelphia Police Commissioner, Richard Ross, a black man, defended his officers, said they did absolutely nothing wrong. They asked the men to leave three times for trespassing on Starbucks property and, and called the Starbucks supervisor before taking action. In a statement, he said at about 4.40 p.m., police received a 911 call for a disturbance and trespass. When police arrived, they were met by Starbucks employees who said the two males were trespassing and had refused to leave the establishment. The police didn't just happen upon this event, he said. They didn't just walk into Starbucks to get a coffee. They were called there for a service, and that service had to do with a quelling, with quelling a disturbance. A disturbance that had nothing to do with trespassing. These officers did absolutely nothing wrong. The black men were arrested, and they were released. I think they were held for like nine hours, which is weird. Uh, which is not good, but they were released because of, quote, lack of evidence that they had committed a crime, the DA's office said. But you have the black commissioner of the of the Philadelphia Police Department saying, I, my officers did nothing wrong here. Nothing wrong. And now, this is Starbucks. Remember what Starbucks has done in the past, right? They wanted their baristas to talk about race relations with people. Because they wanted to make the world a better place. They thought that would be appropriate. As if people, when they're paying six bucks for a coffee and they're in a rush, they want to sit back and talk with some random barista about racism. Are you freaking kidding me right now? Right? Give me a break. Starbucks. Starbucks actually took out an ad in USA Today. Do you remember this? Do you remember this? Let's go back, back to 2015. Your race relations reality check. Where do you stand? Use these conversation starters with your family and friends and it was from starbucks they did a hashtag race together you ready for questions my parents had blank friends of a different race i have blank friends of a different race my children have blank friends of a different race you fill the number 
Blank members of a different race live on my block or apartment building. I often talk to someone of another race and check the ones that, that make sense at work, church, home, shopping, school. I mean, it was a whole big thing to try to encourage people to talk to people that maybe don't look like themselves. I mean, it was stupid as hell, but this is what they're trying to do. And now I don't know if the manager did anything wrong. We don't know if these guys really were wrong, if they were sitting there really waiting for someone, or if they just wouldn't leave. Let's just, for argument's sake, say they really didn't do anything wrong. And this one Starbucks manager, maybe this one Starbucks manager, did the wrong thing and called the cops that these guys won't leave. Does that make every Starbucks racist, every employee, the company? Because this is exactly what's happening. This is what, you know, the, the crazies need to watch out. You can't control the mob sometimes. See, the Dems and the crazies, the extremists, they love it when it works in their favor. They do. They love it. But when the extremists go after the liberal companies, like Starbucks, and try to protest them and boycott them and things like that, what next? I mean, when Starbucks is racist, you think anybody's going to believe it? We, I have more coming up. Don't go anywhere. 751 KNST AIM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. You're shot at $1,000 now. Text the word money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Yes. Bop, bop, ba-da, ba Exactly. Thank you, Ryan. Hey, how you doing? 809 on this Tuesday, April 17th. I was trying to find that. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, teachers here in Arizona, they want to go on strike. Oh, they do. They are calling for a strike vote. We'll see what happens. I know Ducey said 20%. Nobody knows where he's getting the money, even Republicans. It's all weird. Good luck. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, Leah Marquez-Peterson. Uh, she is being coached by the McSally camp. So, of course, she literally declined. Declined the CD2 GOP debate that I will be moderating. Maybe it's because I'm going to be there. We'll get to that later in the hour. She said she's not going to go. Three other candidates are going. It's going to be May 1st. You have to get tickets because it's not, you can't just go in there. There's only 100 tickets available. Uh, Pima County TeaPartyPatriots.com is the website. They're putting it on. They asked me to moderate. And I said, sure. And of course, Leah has gone mixed silence. Third thing, I think you, you like that, huh? Third thing that I think you need to know, Democrats, their lead in the generic ballot down to four points. ABC News, Washington Post poll. It was 12 three months ago. Now it's down to four. Uh-oh. Three things I think you need to know. So uh, back to this Starbucks story. The black police commissioner out there in Philadelphia, Richard Ross, said in the video, there's video, there's people shot, you know, cell phone video, everything else. Again, these two black guys go to Starbucks in Philadelphia. Apparently, they're not buying stuff. They want to use the bathroom. Starbucks, well, I'll get to this. Richard Ross said in the video that he saw one or both of the men asked to use the restroom but had not purchased anything. An employee said Starbucks company policy was to refuse the use of restrooms to non-customers and asked the men to leave, according to Ross. The employee then called the police when they refused. The question is, is that the policy? We don't know. Nobody really knows, to be honest with you. Starbucks hasn't really said that. Right? Richard Ross said 
these officers and six showed up, did absolutely nothing wrong. They followed policy. They did what they were supposed to do. They were professional in all their dealings with these gentlemen. And instead, they got the opposite back. Ross said police arrested the men after they refused requests to leave. Now, it's coming out afterward that it wasn't just they were using the restroom, that, you know what, they, they were also waiting for a friend. Now, think about this. This is just my, my take. If you go into a Starbucks and you're waiting for a friend, wouldn't you tell the police, look, we're not starting any problems here. We're going to order coffee. We're just waiting for a friend to show up. And wouldn't police then say, all right, look at the Starbucks person and say, they're waiting for their friend to show up. Wouldn't that, like, how does it escalate to this level? Garrett, well, how long has it hang, been? Hang, hang, hang. Garrett, you don't understand. You're white. It's your privilege. You don't understand. You're not black. You've never, you've never been targeted like that. Stuff like, oh, you just never. That, that, I, I know. I know. That's the response. Now, again, we're, we're trying to figure this out. We're trying to figure this out. Now, again, Commissioner Richard Ross, this is from the Washington Post, who is black, said he was aware of implicit bias. You know, Hillary loved that. That's when you don't realize you're racist, but you're racist. Um, but he did not say whether he believed it applied in this case. He said the incident underscores the need for more body-worn cameras to present different perspectives of police responses. The officers were not wearing the cameras. Hmm. Uh, Starbucks is no longer interested in, uh, in, in pressing charges. They were dropped. Anyway, DA said, of course, Starbucks doesn't want to do this. They don't want to do anything that might ruffle anybody's feathers. If somebody goes into your store and they don't buy anything, and they're just sitting there, and you ask them to leave, what's wrong with that? Seats are for customers. See, what happened is that you had a whole bunch of uh, white people on video go, oh my God, this is crazy. Did they even know what was going on? Because people are going to judge it. You see in the video, they're like, oh my God, this, what? They're not doing anything. They're not doing anything wrong. Why are you arresting them? They have no idea. But you see the freaking out in the video, and all of a sudden, like, well, that must, yeah, that's just terrible. It must, it must be wrong. I don't know if it's right or wrong. I, I don't. I don't. Um, it says here, again, uh, the men were accused of trespassing again, but have said they were waiting for a friend before ordering, but they weren't waiting for a friend. They were trying to use the bathroom. Of course. I mean, which, which is the story here? The stories are changing, aren't they? So now what you have is everybody and their mother trying to boycott Starbucks. And remember, I mean, Starbucks has done some weird stuff in the past. They were promoting transgenderism with the, remember, we got the pictures. They had these these ads or something, the tabletops, they call them on the, on the tables. They're promoting some kind of a show about transgenderism. Anybody freak out about that? I mean, I don't know if he's arrested. They've done some stuff that has been questionable to uh, veterans and America. Anybody freak out? I mean, we got mad, but what's going on? What's going on? So now all of a sudden, Starbucks, which again, may be the most liberal company that's out there. It literally may be the most liberal company that that exists. All the stuff, the baristas, everything they were doing, right? They were they were, took it out an ad in USA Today asking you to look at your own racist beliefs, to not be racist. Starbucks now Starbucks is racist because they're boycotting them. The mob is out there. So here's the thing. Are people going to believe that Starbucks is really racist? Are they going to believe that? Are you going to believe that? Everything that Starbucks does, nobody believes Starbucks is racist. As a matter of fact, they think it's just a bit too ridiculous. 
So I is this a good thing? Is this going to turn the tide? Is all of a sudden the next time the Rena mob accuses somebody else of being racist or some other business is it not going to have as big of an impact because they're like, you know, you guys say everybody's racist. You guys even said Starbucks is racist. And Starbucks is not racist. It's actually way too, way too damn PC. But every, every week there's got to be some kind of a boycott, doesn't there? There's got to be something. I want you to hear T.I., do you know who T.I. is? I didn't. T.I. is a rapper, right? He's a rapper. T.I. was hit up by TMZ. T.I. TMZ outside of an airport, right? Um, so T.I. was hit. And T.I. was supposed to, uh, they asked T.I. about this whole situation at Starbucks. Because when in doubt, you got to go with a rapper. We get the T.I. soundbite, if you don't mind, Ryan, I'm sorry. Um, T.I., it's number 33. T.I. was asked, are you going to boycott Starbucks? He's a black rapper. Does anybody, nobody even really knows what's going on yet. And of course, yes, T.I. wants to boycott it. Listen to what T.I. had to say. Here we go. We, we should preserve our right to stop spending our money places that don't respect us equally. You know oh, what I'm man. saying? I think that until they have, you know, made some progressive steps to let us know how they plan on rectifying the situation. I don't see no other else. You know what I'm saying? I think that if, if, if there's one thing that America has shown us, there's only two ways that you can get their attention. The loss of life and the loss of finances. And it's just too much has been left undone when it comes to us being treated equally and fairly in this country. And I don't have nothing personally against Starbucks. I don't have nothing personally against any of their shareholders or any of their franchise uh, participants. But ultimately, man, the greater good of all, man, is my priority. You know what I'm saying? Are you going to go to Starbucks? Who? Are you going to go to Starbucks? No. No, 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 I'm not going to. Not until we figure out what's going on. Ain't nobody like, you know, just an apology ain't going to get it. It just ain't going to get it. I mean, every time, you know what I'm saying, we've been slighted, every time we've been disrespected, every time we've been devalued, everybody, every time we've been disregarded, it's always just like a tweet or an apology. Oh, okay, it's cool. No, no. There needs to be real action taken. Reparations. Yeah, well, Starbucks, again, has been absolutely fantastic gone out of their way to try to not have any racism in this country and in this world and so if it's what can we get to the point and we can't with the crazies that's why they need to be called out let's just say this one manager who's no longer with the company by the way this one manager made a mistake the whole company has to suffer now the entire company they boycott starbucks what about these random people like now people had to go into work at a starbucks there have been boycotts in Philadelphia, all kinds of stuff. Uh, now, all of a sudden, they're going to be targets of criticism, people yelling at them. What's the end goal? What's the end goal? Target, as a matter of fact, Starbucks has gone out of their way to invest in areas, low socioeconomic areas, poor areas, that would never actually have a Starbucks. Starbucks has gone out of the way to invest in those areas and build Starbucks there to make it fair. People there can't afford a $6 coffee. But they've gone out of the way to do it because it just feels good, which is so dumb, which, by the way, shows you how much money Starbucks is making when they could just throw it away like that. It really is remarkable. Well, you know what? I think we should support them. I'm going to go to Starbucks right now. Of course you are. I'll buy. What do you want? Yeah, here's the thing. 
I want I nothing leave. from you. you can't, exactly. <laughs> and I can't leave. So he's a BS stuff. So I met my wife several weeks ago at a Starbucks because she had to do some work. So I sat down and there was a, a like four older people sitting there drinking coffee. And of course, what are they talking about? How badly Trump sucks. And to me, maybe I'm stereotyping, I tend to find that's the kind of people that are going to hang out all day at a Starbucks. Right? So that's why when these people in the videos, if you've seen them, start freaking out like, oh my God, what's going on? This is terrible. It's the same kind of people. It's the same ones. One of the, one of the people that posted a video, Melissa DePino, an author, of course you are. You're hanging out at Starbucks. I'm sure you're very published. An author who posted the video said staff called police because the two men had not ordered anything while waiting for a friend. She said white customers were wondering why it's never happened to us when we do the same thing. And that's the thing. Did they not? Did they screw up here? And if they did, maybe this person did screw up at Starbucks, right? Maybe they did. But my point also is, why the hell is the mob out there? trying to destroy Starbucks now when they've done nothing but great things, trying to make everybody like each other and, and social engineer it that way and stuff like that. You know, I'll continue. 880-KNST, your comment's coming up. 880-5678. And then also coming up, you're going you're gonna to just, you may drive off the road. When I hear, when, when, when you hear how Starbucks is handling this, what they're making their employees now do. We'll get to that too, coming up in 5, 821 Stay with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Shun. Eight twenty seven. What's happening? going to be sunny and 77 today enjoy it facebook.com slash gary lewis radio like and follow it you thank you i have stories up there about the parents that refuse to uh actually tell anyone if they're now toddler is a boy or girl because they don't want any kind of gender stereotyping pressures like that you know the child should do what the child wants to do and they said uh because uh, you know if you if you say it's a boy or a girl it does nothing nothing uh, to the child doesn't impact the child's attitude on climate change. That was one of the reasons I thought it was just fantastic. Climate change. Oh, yeah. That story is up there on my Facebook page. I tweeted it out as well. Uh, let's get back to this story, Starbucks. So these these two black guys get in there, and they re- they, they, they're just sitting there. They're not buying anything. They say, we want to use the bathroom. We'll use the bathroom. They will find out in a minute. They're rude as hell to cops. Um, Starbucks apparently has a policy. Again, nobody can use the bathroom unless they buy something. But I, I, I guarantee you go to one of them here, you could probably walk right in. Nobody's going to say a word to you. Maybe it's different in bigger cities. You know, do you want homeless people walking in and out? That's not something that's bad, by the way, especially in bigger cities. Do you want homeless people to be able to walk in and out? I guarantee even in downtown Tucson, it's different if you go to certain places that are more, I don't want to say rural, but less urbanized or less, you know, like downtown Tucson. I mean, you, you go to a, a Starbucks at uh, uh, Swan and Skyline, it's going to be different than one that's any restaurant that's downtown, like where the homeless people hang out, Bienta de Agosto Park, and they're yeah. taking dumps everywhere. You know, those businesses do not want a homeless person to just pop on in there and use the bathroom. I've gotten I've gotten stories of baristas saying that uh, homeless people will go in there and bathe. Exactly. And literally make a mess yeah. of the place. It's, it, it's not right. 
So these black guys go in there and uh, and they refuse to buy stuff. They say, we're waiting for a friend or whatever, and you can't do anything. And so they call 911, and the cops go in there, and they come out and go, you want to leave? you got to leave. And next thing you know, they say, uh, we're not doing it. We'll hear from the police commissioner in a minute. But anyway, Starbucks, of course, gets cold feet. And now Starbucks is being attacked by the uh, the social justice mob. And they're being called like a racist company. And it's like, really, Starbucks? you got to be freaking kidding me. Nobody's taking You can't take it seriously. Except Starbucks is doing what Starbucks does, where it's almost like, I'm glad this happened to Starbucks. Because the new CEO is no longer the Schultz guy. Um, the Starbucks CEO met with the two black men that were arrested. But right when they got, you'll find this, right when they got to the actual uh, police station, these two black men, uh, they found out that Starbucks didn't want to charge them with anything, so they were let go. Starbucks CEO Kevin Johnson apologized in a private meeting with these two men. He rushed from Seattle to Philadelphia over the weekend. I mean, this is incredible. Incredible. And he is now calling for unconscious bias training for Starbucks store managers. Unconscious bias training. You don't even know that you're racist and you're racist. So I'm going to teach you. We're going to teach you at Starbucks. Besides making, uh, you know, expensive coffee drinks, we're going to teach you how to not be racist and we're going to assume that you're racist. What a slap in the face that crap is. But watch a lot of baristas be like, no, I'm cool with that. I mean, it's insulting, to be honest with you. I'd be mad as hell if this company tried to do it to me. Well, I hear they give you, like, uh, you know, free Spotify. So it might be worth it. <laughs> Shut up, where I heard radio. <laughs> the chief executive has called for unconscious bias training for Starbucks store managers and publicly apologized for what he called reprehensible circumstances. He said in a message, the CEO, I'll fix this. So they're going to put their employees through re-education camp, like it's China or North Korea. He told Good Morning America what happened to those two gentlemen was wrong. We're going to review the actions of the store manager who had called the police. And they said the manager is no longer at that store. It's maybe they went to a different store. I don't know if the company or not. Here's a new thing. They're, they're at that store. So now the Philadelphia Inquirer reported that, uh, or tweeted, there were about 40 protesters at the Starbucks in this upscale neighborhood. Um, so they were there. Uh, they want things to be bad. The Starbucks there was closed for a little bit because there was the protests going on. Uh, Rosalind Brewer, the company's chief operating officer, talked about the company's call for unconscious bias training for store managers. In a morning interview with NPR, she called the incident a teachable moment for all of us. She said that as an African-American executive with a 23-year-old son, she found the cell phone videos painful to watch. Painful to watch. Painful to watch. Yeah. Andrew Yeh fast on the video. Why would they be asked to leave? He runs a real estate development firm. He wanted to discuss business investment opportunities with the two men. Really? Is that who was there or he wants to do it now? Does anybody else think this is ridiculous? He has people nearby. It's absolute discrimination. Maybe it was. I don't know. But the point is also is that Starbucks is not racist and they're, they're going after this company. And now they're, because one person, if let's just say that manager did do something wrong. Because one person did something wrong, the entire company has to go through this kind of training when they've done nothing wrong. So dumb. Rodney, welcome to KNST. Hi. Uh, morning. Uh, just my comment to that was, obviously, all this unconscious bias training, that would assume that all the managers would be Caucasian, 
because if they had a Latino or African-American manager, they would then they'd be implying that those people would be racist as well. And as we've been told many times over the years, that uh, people of color cannot be racist. That's so, true. So, so, so which is it? They can't, are they saying that all their managers are white? Oh, that boy. would be a racist company. Oh, boy. But, you know, we, 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 which line are we crossing here? <laughs> That's, they're just stepping in it, man. They're yep. just stepping in it. It's a great yep. point, Rodney. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, dude. Right. See you, man. That's why if Starbucks was smart, you know what they'd say? Listen, we're going to look into this incident. If this person did something wrong, we're going to evaluate it and we're going to deal with it. But, you know, look at all the examples that we've done that we we're not racist. We try to bring everyone together. So back off. But they don't do that. 834. You'll hear in five minutes what the police chief himself said. It was Really, how he describes the incident. The black police commissioner out there in Philadelphia. Very interesting. It's coming up right now on KNST, though it's Fox. Team Talk. Uh-huh. I'm telling you. I get there's so much here with this uh, Starbucks story. We'll get back to it in a second. 842, three things I think you need to know. Number one. Number one. Uh, you have the teachers here in Arizona. Despite the fact Doug Ducey says, I'll give you 20%. Nobody knows how or where or where he's going to get it from. And they said, you know what, we're going to go, we, we want a strike. They're going to they're gonna get a strike date going. That's what they said. They're going to get a strike date, so watch out for that. Be prepared. Be prepared. They call for a strike vote. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, Leah Marquez-Peterson, the Martha McSilent Jr. She's pulling a Martha McSilent, right? She is not going to the CD2 Republican debate i'll be moderating it maybe that's why it's going to be may 1st go to pima county tea to get tickets there are only a hundred available uh so i'll be moderating the other, there are three other candidates that are going she is choosing to not speak to the public which is exactly what martha mcsilent does isn't that great third thing i think you need to know is that uh, the generic ballot now down to a four-point lead democrats only up by four they're up by 12 three months ago this is not looking too good. ABC News, Washington Post poll. Not looking too good for Democrats. Oh, but the blue wave, the blue wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three things I think you need to know. Now, one, deep down, you know you're enjoying this is happening to Starbucks. You know you are. I got, uh, I got an email. I believe what's happening to Starbucks is pure karma. They've been anti-Second Amendment. It's true. Anti-law enforcement, pretty much anti-American values for several years now. Now they do hire vets. I'll give them that. Now they're getting a taste of what it feels like to be wrongly discriminated against and wrongly accused of racism. I also find it interesting that the police were called for the original incident, and they also had police officers standing by during the protest. They only love cops when they are the ones who are afraid for their lives or for their property. It is a bit of karma. You want to know what happened? Let's play some of the uh, police commissioner, the black police commissioner there in Philadelphia, Richard Ross. Uh, he describes what took place. Listen to this. Here we go. Uh, police received a 911 call for a disturbance and trespassing. Uh, when the police arrived, uh, they were met by Starbucks employees who said that two males were trespassing and had refused to leave the establishment. Uh, according to employees, uh, they had seen these two males come in, they sat down, and after being seated, they decided that they needed to use the restroom. Uh, Starbucks said that according to their company policy, they do not allow non-paying uh, members or 
non-paying uh, people of the public to come in and, and use the restroom. And so they then asked these two males to leave. These two males refused to leave, uh, and the police were called. Now, when the police were summoned to the scene, uh, they get there, and they get this story that I just began to outline. Uh, they then approach the males. They ask the males to leave because they're being uh, asked to leave by mm. Starbucks uh, employees. Uh, in fact, in an effort to quell the situation, officers actually called for a supervisor so that it would not get out of hand, something that was a good decision. And three different occasions, the officers asked the males politely to leave the location because they were being asked to leave by employees because they were trespassing. Instead, the males continued to refuse as they had told the employees previously, and they told the officers that they were not leaving. When the call was initially made, the Starbucks employees had told the uh, males that they were going to call police, and they said, go ahead and call police. We don't care. So police get there, and they're confronted by the same type of attitude and repeatedly are told that they're not leaving. In fact, there's some alleged rhetoric about you don't know what you're doing. You're only a $45,000 a year employee wow. or something to that regard. Okay, let's, let's hold it right there. Now, if you go into a coffee shop, it's different than a restaurant, right? I mean, if you go to a restaurant, you're waiting for somebody for lunch. They sit you down. You go, I'm going to wait to order until somebody gets here. You go to a Starbucks. Just go get, your, go get a freaking cup of coffee. Right? That's what you're supposed to do. And by the way, how would you have handled this? If all of a sudden they're like, listen, you got to buy something. Listen, okay, I get it. I'll go buy a cup of coffee. I'm going to be here anyway. I was going to buy one. I'll buy it right now. Or would you just be angry? Like why, if you're really going to be there and you're meeting someone, you're going to have coffee, go buy the cup of coffee. You're going to be that much of a jerk and have that giant chip on your shoulder and say, I don't care what you do. It's their place of business, right? I don't get it. I, again, I, I would not act this way. I would not do that. I want you to hear more from the police commissioner. Throw me up over there if you want to run. Here, here we go. He continues. And so because these individuals refused to leave, because Starbucks actually called, the police did not just happen upon this event. They did not just walk into Starbucks to get coffee. They were called there for a service, and that service had to do with quelling a disturbance, a disturbance that had to do with trespassing. So I need to underscore the fact that these males were arrested. When they were arrested, they were taken out essentially without incident. There was no harm done to them. Nope. But after being transported to the police district in the area, uh, the officers, after processing paperwork, discovered that Starbucks no longer was interested in prosecuting. Mm. And so at that point, those males were released from custody. It is important to emphasize and underscore that these officers had legal standing to make this arrest. Again, they were called to the scene because employees said they were trespassing. There you go. So I, I read that the DA said there's not enough evidence, but apparently Starbucks already said, we're not, we're not doing anything. We're dropping charges. And I've, I've gotten all kinds of uh, reaction to buddy, smart buddy of mine. Going forward, no Starbucks employee will ever be calling the police on anyone, even when there is danger. They don't want to lose their jobs and be targeted. And a uh, TPD officer sent me a message. TPD had subliminal racism training a few years ago, and it predated our current chief. Man, oh man, oh man. Starbucks. So there's so much going on here. So much happening. 
uh, with this story. And, and I guess you can sit back and say, well, you don't really know. And where are they targeted? But just the attitude. Like, why have the attitude? If I'm sitting there and they're like, you have to buy coffee. That's the rules. You know what my attitude is? Sorry, I didn't know that. Okay, I'll go buy a cup of coffee. That's why I'm in the Starbucks. And if you're not going to buy the cup of coffee, get the hell out of the Starbucks. Just the way it is. I believe you can buy anything. Well, that's what I'm saying. A pack of gum. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever it is. customer. Whatever it is. You can chime in if you'd like. 880-KNST, 880-5678. There's some breaking news we'll get to in five about uh, immigration, and it's not good for Trump. We'll continue. KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. Hello. 908. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know arizona teachers uh they call for a strike vote they could still strike so we'll be on the lookout for that despite Ducey saying i'll give you a 20 percent raise not even republicans know where he's getting that money from he's in a bit of a pickle right now now isn't he you just said we, we're getting uh, more in re, economy's getting better we're getting more revenues we're gonna use it from that and they're like wait what what yeah uh second thing that i think you need to know is that uh, there is going to be a debate. CD2, McSally's seat that she's no longer going to have. She's running for Senate. You know, Leah Marquez-Peterson, she got out there. She's like, I'm going to be, that's me, that's my seat. And she's mad as hell, let me just tell you, that there are three others running. So the Pima County Tea Party Patriots said, let's put a debate together. Asked me to moderate it. I said, sure, it'll be May 1st. You have to get tickets, though, to go. You can't get in without a ticket. There's only 100 tickets available. Pima County Tea Party Patriots.com is where you get them. And let me tell you something. Uh, Leah Marquez Peterson is pulling a Martha McSally. She declined to take part in the debate. Why? Why would you say it? Because of me? Why? You're running for public office. By the way, Leah is more than welcome to call into the show to let us know. She has my number, she can text me too. Third thing, I think you need to know. What? Why is that bad? Why are you looking at me that way? Third thing, I think you need to know. Uh, Neil Gorsuch, this is just coming out from this morning. Neil Gorsuch uh, was uh, the the deciding vote on the Supreme Court. He sided with the liberal justices, saying that it was very vague to deport legal immigrants. If they were committed of a crime that could be considered violent, it was vague the way they would do it. So it's not like it's the end of the world where you can't deport people, but this is, uh, it's not good, but it's not the worst thing in the world. So there you have it. To deport a legal immigrant, you can't just say that he's committing a violent crime. It can't be vague. It has to be an actual, real violent crime. That's the legalese that I'm getting through. We'll get to that. Three things I think you need to know. So, um, so... Listen, there, there is some pretty good news, right? It's tax day. And, you know, I think I told you a few days ago, and we'll get to this. Um, there was, I think in the month of March, it was record, despite the fact there's a tax cut. So you get more money back in your paycheck, right? Less goes to the government that way. The government collected record tax revenues. That's what happens when the economy starts moving. 
So I want you to hear what happened. Here's another success story on CNBC this morning. The CEO of Kroger said the Trump's tax, the Trump tax cuts are, well, they're doing very well for us. Let's put it that way. They're doing very well. Um, the Kroger CEO is, is going to hire 11,000 people. And going to do more. I want you to hear what was said so it's not taken out of context. CNBC this morning. Here we go. Welcome back to Power Lunch. Just moments ago, Kroger announcing what it plans to do with all of that extra cash that it will get from the tax reform law. The supermarket chain just announcing several improved employee benefits. For instance, they're going to offer up to $3,500 in an annual stipend for continuing education, an educational leave of absence, also raising wages for store associates, and increasing its company's 401k match. Here to talk about that and a lot more in a Power Lunch exclusive, we've got Rod McMullen, the chairman and CEO of Kroger. Nice to see you again, Rodney. Great to talk to you, Sarah. Pause it. So we've heard from a number of companies. More crumbs? More crumbs? A lot of crumbs there, huh? But I thought the companies were going to just keep it all. They weren't going to do anything. Let's hear it. Here we go. So we've heard from a number of companies as to how they're going to use the extra money from tax reform, everything from one-time bonuses to buybacks and dividends. Why are you investing specifically in your employees' education? Well, for us, we really thought it was important to have a balanced approach. So the savings is about $400 million a year. So we're investing a third of that with our customers, a third with our associates, and a third for our shareholders. Wow. And when we looked at the investment in our associates, uh, what are the things that uh, we could help partner with our associates that would help somebody come here for a job and make it a career? And what we found uh, through our research is, obviously, today people are incredibly interested in education and continuing that education, but fearful of debt and other parts. So we thought it was really important to support that and support it in terms of we'll help you get your GED, we'll help you uh, to learn English mm-hmm. as a second language, a college degree, MBA, whatever uh, works for you. Wow. How about that? So there's, I mean, remember what Nancy Pelosi said? This is Armageddon. This tax bill is Armageddon. This is terrible. So we've talked about companies hiring, giving raises, giving bonuses, giving to charity. Giving to shareholders, which that's what should happen when you invest in a company. I mean, duh. Where's the negative in this? Any idea? Any idea? Because I, 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 don't, I don't have an idea. This is winning. 11,000 new jobs, half a billion dollars in increased wages and benefits to workers, giving more to charities. Wow. Why is this bad? Why would why are people going to vote for Democrats now after this? It's investing five million dollars more into a program that aids associates during times of hardship. What? Helping pay for college? They're hiring eleven thousand new positions, including two thousand management roles. And they said the reason we're doing this. Recent tax law changes. You heard it. They're offering up to 3500 bucks annually, 21000 over the cost, course of employment to support educational investments. I mean, that's that's major major coin right there, no? Huh. How about that? Now, let's play the opposite. Also, uh, Steny Hoyer, Democratic congressman. You know what he said? 
you elect Democrats, we're going to raise your taxes. What would happen if taxes are raised? Do you think there'd be this kind of investment? And by the way, customers get to win too. They're going to lower prices. Let's uh, let's play some Steny Hoyer. Here we go. Steny, if the Democrats win the House in November, what, what would you do to try and unravel or change the tax law? Well, first of all, we want to invest in growing jobs. Uh, we talk about infrastructure. That's one uh-huh. way uh, to do it. We talk about jobs skills for the 21st century. That's another way to do pause it. it. So, pause it. Uh, I'm what sure we'll look at what, what, what does that mean? So where Trump, leading the Republican Party, says, we want to give you your money back. Stop giving it to us. We think you can use it more wisely than us. You can take that money. You can invest it any way you want. And they're putting it back into the people. They're lowering prices. They're giving raises. They're hiring people. They're, you want to, what, did, what did Stoney Hoyer go back a little bit? What did he just say? Job job what? He said infrastructure? Uh, we talk about infrastructure. That's one way okay. uh, to do it. We talk about jobs skills for the 21st century. Pause That's it. another way to do it. Okay. Uh, so Kroger gets mo- their own money back from the government. They get to keep more of it instead of paying it. And they actually create jobs themselves. Again, I've never heard of people being like, I've never. have you ever met a person that's like, I went to this government program and they taught me how I could do a job. Because you hear this stuff all the time. Job training. Job this. It's not the government's job to train you. I mean, there's college. There, but what training to get there? But all this stuff. I mean, do they, do they go to a, a, a JTED program? They teach you how to do plumbing? They teach, I mean, it'd be cool if they did. Give money to Pima Community College. Give money to somewhere where they could use actual real skills. But I don't, I don't ever see that. Do you? Infrastructure. I know Trump wants to do infrastructure, but Trump and the Republicans, leading the Republicans, they're stupid. Trump has said, we want to give you your money back. You'll know how to create jobs better. And we're seeing it. And Steny Hoyer's like, no, we think it's stupid. It doesn't work that way. It's like, his, don't believe the eyes. Don't believe your eyes when you read this stuff. Don't believe your ears when you hear it. We're going to do it better. Give me a break. Let's go. Jobs skills for the 21st century. That's another way to do it. So uh, I'm sure we'll look at some of those resources are going to people who are not going to use them to grow the economy. Um, Is that raising the tax rate back again on the highest income earners? I think think certainly we'll look to have revenues as opposed to Mm. simply creating more debt. This bill uh, is going to create more debt than uh, uh, Obama uh, created or previous presidents uh, created. Really? Obama spiked it from $9 trillion to $20 trillion. Oh, this is going to do so much more than that. Are you high? You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. So there you go. There's some winning right there. And that's why I've been talking about throughout the morning uh, the fact that the Democrats' lead in the generic ballot for Congress for midterms is down to four points. It was 12 three months ago. Now it's down to four. People are seeing and feeling this. You know what you're not going to see stories of? I mean, there was one from Bloomberg we talked about a couple of months ago. Maybe it was last month. People actually benefiting from the tax cut. Well, you hear hear stories about complaining. Stories about uh, how Trump is bad, wrong, this, that. You never really see a lot of stories about the positive sides, do you? Now, again, CNBC had this guy on, but I'm talking the mainstream media. You're not going to find that, are you? No. Crazy, isn't it? Crazy. 880-KNST, 880-5678. So again, you sit back and say, why the hell would anybody vote for a Democrat? If your life is better, you're getting more money, you, you, you pick of the litter when it comes to jobs. Why would you want that to change, right? 
Hmm. So, um, now this Washington Post ABC News poll. Again, when asked three months ago if they'd vote for Republican or Democrat, 51% said Dem, 39 Democrat. Uh, 51% Democrat, 39 Republican. 12-point lead. December was a 10-point lead. Now, four-point lead. That's it. Four points, 47-43. Now, those certain to vote, the margin is 49-45 in favor of Dems, just a five-point advantage. Pollsters said the minus eight-point slide towards the GOP is a sign of waning engagement, consolidation among Republicans of their base, better results for the GOP among less educated Americans generally. like that, huh? Non-college-educated white women in particular. Huh. Polling, by the way, also favors Democrats by seven points. 32% of the polls, uh, pollster, uh, people polled were Democrat, 25 Republican, 35 Independent. I think it's weighed a bit different right there. So in this seven plus seven Democrat poll, Trump still had a 44% approval rating among registered voters. Nobody gives a crap about Stormy Daniels. Nobody gives a crap about this Michael Cohen thing. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You know what people care about? Their money. And Trump's trying to make sure that's that way. And immigration, by the way, and illegal immigration. People care about that. Oh, do they ever. That's it. That's it. 880-KNST, 880-5678. If you'd like to comment, feel free. I want to play one for you from um, uh, Martha McSilent Jr. That is Leah Marquez-Peterson. She is uh, going radio silent. She doesn't want to partake in a GOP um, event. She doesn't want to. She doesn't want to be part of a debate. No, 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 no. I am moderating a debate. She doesn't want to be part of it. I'll explain when we get back in about five. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Nine twenty six. Thanks for hanging out. Sunny and seventy seven today. Mid eighties tomorrow and Thursday. Back to the seventies, I believe. Friday. We'll see what happens then. We shall see. Facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. The story about um, the uh, genderless child. Uh, parents in Utah don't want their now two-year-old child named Zoomer. They don't want anybody to know if it's a boy or a girl. They don't think it's relevant because it doesn't let, you know, we don't want any gender conformity or gender stereotypes. No, 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 no. Because, you know, it has letting them know if a boy or a girl has no no bearing on their basically uh, food tastes, uh, some other things they threw in, of course, the best ever, attitudes toward climate change. I didn't realize men and women would have different attitudes on climate change, but whatever. So I was asked by the Pima County Tea Party Patriots uh, probably six weeks ago if I would like to... Uh, moderated debate between it's cd2 it's very important because martha mcsally's leaving martha mcsilent she wants to be your senator and she's getting coached by the mccain team the Mc, the same people that coached mccain forever in his presidential campaign the swamp sticks with the swamp but i'm telling you god forbid kelly loses to martha you can't have kirsten cinema i'm just telling you don't be so damn obstinate you got 60 percent or 40 percent what you want to consider martha is is better than zero percent which is what kirsten cinema is so get over it please don't make my children mad. Anyway, uh, the first person to jump in the ring before Martha even declared was Leah Marquez-Peterson. She is the 
uh, CEO of the Tucson Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Open borders, open everything. Didn't like Trump, never liked Trump, didn't like the whole wall idea and everything else. We've had her on in the past, and she could never answer the question when I said, you're against the wall, why? Is it going to stop tra- uh, trucks and trains from getting here with commerce, right, with 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 items? And is it going to stop commerce? And she, well, no, but it's a bad symbol. Of, get at it, whatever. So I invited her in when she officially announced even though it was before it was officially announced, but whatever. Uh, and chain, everything was, immigration was up in the, uh, in the news. And so I, before we play the soundbite, she has declined. I've been in contact with the, the people in charge of this debate, and the only way you can get tickets, because you can't just show up, tickets are required. You can't get them at the door. Uh, it is free. It is free. But you have to go to PimaCountyTeaPartyPatriots.com. Only 100 seats available. That's it. First come, first serve online, then boom, you're done. It's going to be at Pima Community College Northwest on uh, on Shan- North Shannon Road. It'll be uh, May 1st, 6 to 8 p.m. I'm seeing we're doing extra work at night. That's what happens. You can even submit questions at PimaCountyTeaPartyPatriots.com. So anyway, uh, they were telling me, they were asking all of the people that threw their hat in the ring, because Leah was the first, and she was hoping nobody else would. As a matter of fact, I'll get the some of these other people on in the next few days maybe even this week we'll see because i want to hear so i want to hear about them and on top of that apparently leah was uh trying to pressure them at least one that i know of to not run yep yeah leah was pressuring one of them to not run we better get that damn story from this candidate anyway the candidates that have committed brandon martin danny morales marilyn wiles okay so all these candidates have committed to the debate, and I was getting text messages from the people doing the debate. And let's see, I just want I want you to know exactly what I saw. Exactly what I saw. Um, and he told me, uh, he texted me, I heard from Leah's campaign manager, they're checking their schedule for conflicts, and they wanted to give him a, a particular date to decide. And then he sent me a, a text messages, a text message, Leah's camp declined. So Martha McSilent won't come on this show. Leah won't tell constituents what she would do as a member of Congress. Does she really deserve your vote at that point? Does she really deserve it? I don't think so. So anyway, uh, I want you to hear when she was in this studio, when I asked her about chain migration, and she wants to be a member of Congress, and either she lied or she really doesn't know about chain migration. I want to think want to go with the first. But let, let I want you to hear it. Here we go. Okay, but but when it comes to merit based versus just chain, I mean, would you like to end chain migration? Well, right now it's based on the country you're in, and there's so many visas eligible, and and there's such a small uh, percentage of those that want to come in from various countries. I think we need to rework that entire complex system. Well, would would you want to end chain migration though? Chain migration. What do you mean by that? When one person is admitted here, and they could bring uh, it's somewhere twenty to two to. I mean, on average, I think a person coming here from Mexico brings something close to six relatives here with them. That's why the guy, the guy that uh, did the terrorist attack up in New York, he drove into people on the West Side Highway. Uh, he got here on the lottery and was able to bring, I believe it was 22 or 23 members of his family here via chain migration. 
I mean, I think the the bigger question is how do we bring people here to work who perhaps want to rate, get money to do that? That's uh, something that make a big difference back in their countries. And then have no, them no, no. Go but home. I mean, you don't you don't think this is a big deal with the chain migration though? No, I, they, I, they were I terrorist think attacks. People, it's people a, came here and committed terrorist attacks, right? And that's, via chain migration. But I think that the bigger question is how do you come here, make a better economic condition for your family, and then go home? Maybe it's not the chain migration that's the ultimate answer, but it's folks heading back with their dollars, so they don't we don't have to break up families. And there you go. You can comment if you'd like, 880-KNST, 880-5678. I'll get them coming back. And also to get to that uh, other story that I didn't get a chance to really finish, about a million dollars of hours being wasted, used to uh, study three-year-old transgender children. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that, too. Don't go anywhere. Here's Fox. All right, 942, thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, Arizona teachers... Uh, they are not happy with the deuce. No, 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 no. They are calling for a strike vote. So we'll see what happens there. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, is the fact that, and you got, you got to just absolutely love this, don't you? Leah Marquez Peterson. Bowing out, not going to a CD2 debate for Republicans. Three others have committed to it. She is not going. We don't know why, but I'll be moderating it in May 1st. Pima County Tea Party Patriots.com is where you need to go to get your free tickets. There's only 100 available. Uh, it's fire code. But she is saying no. She's, going, she's doing the same thing that her predecessor, Martha McSilent, does, which is not talk. Silent. Third thing I think you need to know. Let's go back to this. I like this better. Uh, you have a uh, down to a four-point lead. Only a four-point lead for Democrats over Republicans in the generic ballot. It was uh, 10... Two months ago, and it was 12, three months ago. Now, down to four. Three things I think you need to know. And by the way, maybe part of that is uh, is the way that people feel about the country. And of course, the media doesn't want you to know this. They know not at all. No, 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 no. Matter of fact, there was, uh, there was another poll done. There's all these polls. Polls, polls, polls. Do you trust polls? Who doesn't trust polls? Anything like that. But all of a sudden now, the country thinks that apparently middle class pays their fair share of taxes. It's tax day. It's due today, April 17th. But it's true. A new Gallup poll finds 51% of Americans believe the middle class pays its fair share of taxes. You know what it was last year? 40. 40. Now it's 51. Oh, why is that? Maybe it's because people are actually uh, getting their money. The economy's improving. They think it's okay. Okay, what else? Last year, 19% of Americans thought corporations paid their fair share in federal taxes. This year, taxes have been lowered for everybody, including corporations. And it's up to 24%. Last year, 19% thought corporations paid their fair share. Now it's 24% and they're paying less. So you got to, I'm telling you why, why is it? It's because people are thinking, you know, things are going all right. Things are being, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, in this Gallup poll, the increase, the corporations, the increase in those believing they pay a fair share is due to Republicans and independents. In 2016, 22% of GOP members said corporations paid a fair share. This past year, 31% did. Independents, 15% said in 2016, the fair share paid by corporations. Now it's up to 24%. All of a sudden, in the past, what do you want to say, 
when did Trump take office? January. So what is it? Uh, 12, three, 16 months, 16 months. All of a sudden, everything is turning around. The way people feel about the economy is turning around. Does that, and again, I, I could be wrong, but does that mean to you that you think a blue wave is coming? Of course, the top 20% of earners in this country pay 95% of all income taxes, so whatever. But it's the perception, right? It's the perception. So is the media, their incessant, horrible reporting, maybe it's not having the same effect as people thought, right? Or think. Well, that's funny. We'll get to that tomorrow. Um... But anyway, I just I just thought this was pretty interesting. And maybe that's why people are like, you know, screw this crap. Things are going well. Why am I going to vote something different? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, now, how about this? This is just more stupidity being wasted. Where's Jeff Flake on this, man? National Science Foundation expanding a study of transgender children as young as three years old. Three! What three-year-old knows what it's doing or what it wants or anything like that. I, I don't get it. Do you imagine your three-year-old? I mean, again, my kid's five. If he says, dad, I'm a girl. I go, no, you're an What the hell are you talking about? He's five. If he was three and he said, they don't know what they're doing. Million bucks. Feds are giving a million dollars to study three-year-old non-binary children. Yep. What does that mean? I don't even know. Christina Olson, a researcher at the university of Washington has uh, received an award as the nation's highest honor for a young scientist or engineer for her work in studying the gender identities of toddlers. Toddlers. Didn't you say your kid wanted to be a fire truck or something like that when he was growing up? Or? Yeah, the Yellow Ranger. There you go. Or no, a power. I thought they wanted power to be an Ranger. inanimate object, too. No? I'll, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I think uh, uh, D wanted to be uh, Lightning McQueen. Oh, there you go. Well, what, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't want to be Lightning McQueen? It's a boy. Well, his brother had the Lightning McQueen bed. Of course. So, I want to be him. So he got gifted that when he got too uh, big. There you it. go. <laughs> so this uh, Christina Olsen has something called the Trans Youth Project. Not just interested. She's not just, it's, it's not just interested in transgender children, but intersex children, binary children, princess boys, pink boys, and more. What? What? Yeah. Pink boys? Pink boys. She is most well-known for her gender studies, already received over $600,000 from taxpayers. This now gives her an additional million bucks over five years from the National Science Foundation. Yeah. In a video announcing the award, the National Science Foundation said Olson was just a child. When she was just a child, she was thinking about issues such as correlation of race and social class in America. That's why these people live off the government dole because they can't actually do something that produces any kind of money, anything tangible, nothing. She can't actually earn a living. Yeah. So they said, yes, um, as a child, she was thinking about issues like the correlation of race and social class in America. Really? Maybe she was. When she was in grade school, she started noticing some of her peers were treated differently than others, and she wondered why. (laughs) You ever notice that? Because I went through a lot of school. And I never noticed that. Like, we're not twice. we're not smart like her. We're not we're not scientists. That's I was actually paying attention in class. Oh God! Well, you know what? People like this grow up to be scientists or employees of Starbucks. I still want to be a scientist. <laughs>
That's what it comes down to. Or an astronaut. That too. My mom was Your an mother's astronaut. mother's an astronaut, yeah. Now she focuses mostly on gender identity. She follows 300 transgender kids, uh, transgender kids across the country and their siblings. And the study recruited kids as young as three years old, and she wants to follow them for two decades. Oh, get out of here, you stalker. You stalker. Get out of here. Leave me alone. So her project's website says, in addition to transgender children, we're recruiting intersex children. What is intersex again? I don't even... Intersex, is that between? Inner to bury? I, whatever. So they're recruiting inner, intersex children, gender non-conforming children, tomboys, like she could talk to Zoomer, right? Tomboys, princess boys, pink boys, non-binary children, gender creative kids, you name it. Gender creative? You come up with your own gender? I mean, what, what is going on? So what is intersex again? A person born with reproductive... A bunch of hooey. Wait, wait. I, it makes no sense. Read it. Just, okay, just... intersex is a general term used for a variety of conditions. Variety. In which a person is born with a reproductive or sexual anatomy that doesn't seem to fit the typical definitions of female or male. Like they might be born appearing to be female on the outside, but having mostly male anatomy on the... Mostly. Mostly male anatomy on the inside. What, like a brain? I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, listen, I'm just kidding. It was just, it was there. It was there. Send your complaints like to skills to iron. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, calling, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Jeez. What'd you say? Driving skills? <clears throat> no, you did. Oh. So, um, she writes on her website, if you have a child who's under 18 and fits one of these, <laughs> you have a pink boy? What is a pink boy? Sounds like it should be some kind of a pastry, right? Or a Starbucks drink. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> they already have the pink drink. Oh God. Anyway, this is what she does. Holy smokes. Uh she got 138 grand last year for transgender research. And that study was going to ask four-year-olds about their internal sense of gender identity. And what gender-typed toys they play with. What four-year-old is asked, what is your internal sense of gender identity? What's with her obsession with this crime? Well, I want to make the world a better place. Yeah. This is where your money is going. My money, too. Doesn't that make you like a bit frustrated, a bit upset, a bit... Anyway, what can you do, right? That's why... Oy, 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 oy. Where's again? Where's Jeff Flake? Where is Jeff Flake? Auditioning at MSNBC. All right, let's continue. Nine fifty-two. Back in Ford's KNST. Radio station. Online shopping at the U.S. Supreme Court. I'm Lisa Brady. Fox News. The justices revisiting a sales tax debate. Fox's Jared Halpern was inside for the arguments. Now live in Washington. South Dakota's Solicitor General argues Congress has failed to act and now urges the Supreme Court instead to lift a decades-old precedent that gives businesses a pass on collecting sales tax if it doesn't have a physical presence in that state. But arguing for online retailer Wayfair and attorney counters, scrapping the rule will cause chaos and new tax compliance is an unfair burden. He, too, noted the value of a congressional solution. At least three lawmakers watched... At least four lawmakers watched arguments. Three senators and House Judiciary Committee Chairman Republican Bob Goodlatte were all in court. 
Lisa. Thanks, Jared. A suspected opioid ring gets taken down in one of the states hit hardest by the drug epidemic. Fox's Rachel Sutherland is live in Washington. Lisa, law enforcement officials are carrying out a massive drug trafficking bus in Huntington, West Virginia. The epicenter for an opioid crisis that has crushed this country. U.S. Attorney Mike Stewart said Operation Saigon Sunset is targeting ringleaders of a drug network that's been operating in the area for 15 years, as well as taking dangerous pills off the streets. More than 450 grams of fentanyl, enough fentanyl to kill more than 250 thousand people. Heroin and cocaine also targeted in the operation. Lisa. Thanks, Rachel. An emergency landing just a short time ago in Philadelphia after a Southwest Airlines flight from New York to Dallas had engine trouble. No details confirmed yet on what went wrong, but the left engine has visible damage with part of the covering torn off. Various reports saying one passenger was injured. Also reports from witnesses describing a woman being pulled back into the plane, which also has a broken window. Southwest says it's a Boeing 737, 143 passengers, five crew members. Fox News, fair and balanced.